Good morning, everyone. This morning we are in chapter 38. And in this podcast, there's a picture that I've provided. I hope you can take a look at it on your phone or computer. And I want to thank Rose Publishing. I bought up a presentation of the Tabernacle many years ago. It's like a PowerPoint. And it's 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 been great. It's a great tool that Rose Publishing made. And in that, there's some pictures of the tabernacle, and occasionally I've been sharing one to help you in order to see it. And I think today it's appropriate to look at the entire tabernacle complex in that picture. So if you can, take a look at that. And what we've seen in the last two chapters as they have been erecting the tabernacle is in chapter 37, they started in the most holy place with the ark. And the veil, and then the altar of incense, and the lampstand, and all of those were in the tent prop, you know, the the tabernacle proper, the actual tent structure. And now today we're moving outward into the outer court and to the gate, and particularly talking about the altar and everything that had to do with putting the fence up around the tabernacle. So I'm looking at that, and again, I'm hoping you're looking at it too. The altar was made out of bronze, Everything else so far has been made out of acacia wood and then overlaid with gold or just solid gold uh, like the lampstand. But the altar, because there was going to be burnt offering on it, was made out of bronze, uh, which is harder and also it can handle heat much better than gold. So that's why we see that out of bronze. Something that we saw interesting today is, you know, the tabernacle was made with a free will offering. People out of their gratitude to God and especially after him still wanting to dwell in their presence after the golden calf incident, they brought more than was enough. But there's one area that they said, you know what? We want everyone to contribute. And I want to read to you in from chapter 38, verse 25 and 26. It says, The silver of those of the congregation who were numbered was 100 talents and 1,775 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. A becca, a head, that is half a shekel, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, for each one who passed over to those who were numbered from 20 years old and upward for 603,550 men. So the fence that was all around the tabernacle was held up by uh, these silver sockets. And in order to get the silver, which mostly they plundered this stuff from the Egyptians when they left Egypt earlier. But in order to get the amount of silver they needed for the sockets to hold up these uh, wooden posts that held up the fence, they had everyone who was passed over provide shekels of silver to be made then into these sockets. So everyone contributed contributed in that way. And, you know, what a neat thing. And I mean, if you were passed over in Egypt when you saw the Passover happen, and now it's saying, okay, everyone who has passed over provide the silver that's needed. So they all collectively came together to make these sockets to help up the fence. Now, what I want to talk to you about today is if you look at the picture, you'll see that the, the fence prevented anyone from coming into the temple. All the way around it, you could not enter. It was where the Lord was, and it was a holy place. And you couldn't just willy-nilly come into that place. And in fact, there was only one gate, one entrance on one side of the tabernacle. And that's a great symbol of the fact that now, today, there's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
and no one comes to the Father except through me. He's the gate. And here there was only one gate. And what's interesting, if you're looking at the picture, when you'd come in that gate, the very first thing you would do is give your offering at the altar. That was the first thing that was in the court of the tabernacle was the altar of of offering where the offerings of animals would be made. And not only could you only enter through that gate, but you had to enter with an offering. And that was how you'd be made right by God, how your sin would be atoned for. And and that's the way it is today. We still need an offering to get to God. There's only one way. It's through Jesus. And now we can't bring an animal offering anymore in order to be made right by God. I say it fairly often at church. No one brought their land to church today, right? And there's a reason for that because God's not accepting animal offerings anymore. There's only one offering that can make us right before God that can forgive our sin. And that's the offering of his son that God gave through his son, Jesus Christ, up on that cross, who shed his blood. And it was as though he sprinkled blood on the mercy seat on the day of atonement, so to speak, to give forgiveness to everyone who believes in him. So an offering is still required in order to be made right by God, but God made it. And now how we receive that forgiveness through God's offering is to believe in Jesus Christ, who God offered, who God sacrificed in order to atone for our sin once and for all and to make us right before God. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, Thank you, God, for offering your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. Have you accepted him? I just want to make sure everyone who's listening knows that the way to heaven is to believe in Jesus Christ who died for our sin, who God put forward, and then he raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and he ascended into heaven. He was the forerunner, and one day all who believe in him will also ascend into heaven because of the fact that now we can be in the presence of God forgiven, clothed with Jesus' righteousness. We, we are sinners, and all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and we would not be permitted into heaven, but we needed a sacrifice, and God made the perfect one of his unblemished lamb, Jesus, the Son of God, and as a result of his sacrifice, we can go to heaven. That's the gospel, the good news. The good news is you can go to heaven. The good news is you can be forgiven of your sin, but the way to get there is to believe that Jesus Christ has been sacrificed for you, that he has been raised and that you believe in him. That's the only way. That's the only way to heaven today. There's only one gate. There's only one sacrifice. It's the gate of Jesus. It's the sacrifice of him and he can make us right. Hallelujah. So then now what, you know, if we've trusted in Jesus and, and if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And We need to confess and say, Jesus, I want to have you as my Lord and Savior. And then really the best biblical instruction is to get baptized and say, you know what, I'm going to identify with Jesus Christ's death for me by going underwater. And then I'm going to rise up out of that water just like Jesus rose from the dead. And I'm going to accept Jesus's resurrection. And one day the promise that I'll rise too. And baptism is a physical expression of your faith decision and it's, it's the right thing to do is to honor the Lord and get baptized. Uh, um, and, you know, if you haven't done so, I, I pray that you'd confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that you would get baptized. And that's how you become a believer in Jesus Christ and how you then can live a, an assur- with assuredness that one day you're going to be in heaven with our Lord. But what about now? 
what what are the sacrifices now? Well, it's interesting because there's still sacrifices. It's just it's just not animal ones anymore. Now it's the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess His name. We're supposed to honor the Lord and serve Him spiritually. We now make spiritual sacrifices by saying, "Lord, I want to live for You. I'm going to offer my life to serve You because You offered Your life to die for me." Uh, so it's a spiritual sacrifice of our our will and our our desire to serve God. Um, you know, in in Second Peter, I believe no, it's First Peter. It says, uh, "But now you become a a royal priesthood, a, a holy nation, to declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His marvelous light." And that's what we're supposed to do now: is declare what Jesus Christ has done for us and what He's done for others, what He can do for others through faith in Him. So our our sacrifice today is the sacrifice of living for him, the sacrifice of of good works to serve him in in the fruit of lips that confess his name, no longer animals, but just serving our dear Lord who is worthy. Hallelujah. So Jesus, we thank you for opening the gate to heaven. We thank you for being our our altar of sacrifice and being our lamb and and we're grateful Lord that you've made a way to heaven for us and we place our trust in you. And now, now, Lord, help us to honor you, to live spiritually for you in this day until we're with you forever. God bless you all.